0: A message from the Virginia Department of Health. Yes, Virginia, you can help stop the spread of COVID-19. Stay home, wash your hands, wear a mask in public, and stay six feet away from others. Learn more at
1: bdh.virginia.gov.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. It's a sleepy
0: one. We are very tired. Very, so tired. very tired,
2: as you can probably tell. I mean, you look nice still. I, I truly Nice-ish. look like I rolled out of bed.
0: I think oh. you're getting the better version of me because it's a little darker on my computer. <laughs> what I'm seeing on my camera. Not the same. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's like I feel all the time. I, like, look at us, like, talking to each other over, like, Zoom on the camera, and I'm like, oh, I look cute. And then I look yeah. at the other, I'm like, oh, gosh.
0: Also, I have things set on my Zoom where it makes you look better. You know, <sighs> did you know there's a setting on there? That- <laughs> Bitch, what?
2: <laughs> Bitch. Hold on. <gasps> I'm, like, looking at the change. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oh, touch up my appearance! <laughs> oh my God, I've got... Oh my God, I'm so smooth. It can't fix the zits on my like, you know. And it's only for
0: me because the people at home aren't gonna see this. They're no, but it, it's what's on the camera. oh It's good for God. you too.
2: I feel beautiful. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I mean that's actually it's a that's a
2: little that's a little much. Um. yeah you guys aren't getting to experience but it's like you're seeing me raw unfiltered this is an advice podcast if you're new here um if you want to call in for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com and um any housekeeping things anything new with you anything you'd like to share with the class
0: No, I'm just enjoying life. Enjoying are you enjoying life? Media. What are you doing? Uh smiling more. <laughs> I was
2: like, "Are you frozen? Smiling
0: more?" I it love was it. all very sarcastic. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean if anyone didn't catch that. I know. I'd be surprised. Um, I'm not people that listen to this show surprise me every day <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true it's true every time we get a comment being like i just wish they would radiate more positivity and i'm like bitch never
0: <laughs> never ever
2: i've ever, never ever. radiated positivity in my entire
0: life me never either.
2: not once i yeah. am a pessimist i am a realist me too. and Yep. see what i bring to the table is humor i don't bring mm-hmm. positivity
0: i bring humor yeah I bring that dry sarcastic wit that 30% of the people like.
2: Yeah. Hey, 30% is more than zero.
0: Yeah. It's fully true. fine.
2: But yeah, um, I guess we can start with the episode. Let's do it. Let's get into it.
1: Um, hi, Megan, Melissa, and possible guests. So I have a question. Um, I grew up very religious and, um, with a lot of guilt around sex and anything of the nature. So I am very shy when it comes to that. Um, My fiance, however, grew up very different and um, grew up in a very sex-positive house and everything like that. So it has been a little bit of a challenge to get... I mean, to figure out what what works and what doesn't for us, because I do not feel comfortable talking about sex very often. Um, So the other night, we got drunk, and we were just hanging out, and we ended up having, like, a really long discussion about, like, a lot of stuff, like how our communication needs to be better and just, just things like that, like, We just started opening up a lot more to each other. And so while I was a little drunk and we opened the topic up, I decided to ask, like, what do you like, like, about sex that I don't do? Like, what would you like me to do? Because I've never asked that question because I feel so shy and so embarrassed. So he said that he likes it when... He would like it if I could tell him about, like, when we're having sex, if I could tell him about the past past experiences that I have had. Like, he wants me to tell him about, like, people that I've fucked. And I, I told him that I want to be able to do that, but I feel too shy right now. But I'm curious on what are some tips or how to talk about it or how to make it sound hot. Cause I feel like when I, I almost, I was trying to do it and I felt like I sounded weird and not hot. And like, I was like, Oh, one time, um, and so, I don't know. I don't know. That's just, I just feel really awkward. And I don't know how to t- talk about that during sex about, past partners and make it sound good and hot and anything else. So any of your advice would be very appreciated. Thank you so much.
0: Once upon a time in Sexywood,
2: <laughs> I'm obsessed. though. This is, this is going to be like one time. It literally like it started like one time at band camp. Mm-hmm. I fully, fully feel that though. I think like, to be fair, I think it's pretty hard. Um, I guess you guys weren't act. You guys like weren't hooking up when he like suggested that or said that. I think like the first thing I would do is have another conversation with him about it, because that's the thing with like turn ons and stuff like that, I think, or I find just in general, most people start off like, okay, I'm into this and they don't like pile it on immediately they kind of like say what they're into and then like because it doesn't sound like your boyfriend's pressuring you at all and -hmm. I think that's the point of like okay I'm kind of saying this broad thing that I like and then you go and sit with it and you like think about it or you figure out how you feel about that and then I think from there you have another conversation with him like okay so like what specifically would turn you on because I I mean I I'm I would be you're afraid of sounding awkward I would be afraid of being like am I gonna like make you uh, not upset but kind of like how how far is too far like does he want to yeah. hear about you and these other experiences or do you want to hear like oh this other time that
0: I was like choking on this like big fucking cock and he's like I think that's what he wants to hear and he might be a little bit into cooking Ooh, oh I mean I,
2: I I'm assuming that's fully what it is yeah but I think that like yeah I think that I understand like the feeling sexy part but I think that I think it's easier to kind of be creative once you have parameters. And I like think... The like the same
0: thing we said about talking dirty to somebody. It's like the same same rules.
2: Yeah. And ask him for some examples. And then from there, you're like, oh, okay. That kind of... I could." It, so he gave me this example, which then could be like this. And then could be like this. And I could do all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I think the parameters, because this is something that you're not into and you've never thought of you need to be put in like some sort of box because like yeah. it is just kind of like creative write a story and you're like what what do you mean but i think um i mean i i think once you have some examples from him uh, good god i'm trying to how i'm tr- i'm even trying to figure out how like cuz like truly i don't know how you start without saying
0: so one time <laughs> like like how I do you at, start it i was at blah 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 i was at the bank and the okay. taylor said take me- your titties <laughs> out <laughs> let me put this deposit in for you
2: <laughs> yes oh uh, because i think it's this is a different like i've i i'm i love a good dirty talk this is a little different because you're also being asked to like tell a story (laughs) yeah because
0: it's not it's dirty talk it's dirty talk but it's not being present in what's happening (laughs) at the current moment and so you've got to focus on like having actual sex because with dirty talk it's usually like what's happening in the moment Mm -hmm. or what you want but this is story time this is in bed (laughs)
2: <laughs> and does he want it while you're fucking that's or is what it he...
0: sounds like
2: because i could see maybe maybe for your comfort if it starts off that like i'm a, i don't know if you guys are quarantining together but you can like text him like tell him like just over text and then kind of like lead that into like you guys having sex and having that be in the bedroom if that feels more comfortable to you because like yeah when do you when do you bring it up or also you can just ask him be like okay well when we're hooking up and you want me to do that will you tell me like he can be like hey tell me about the like tell me about some time someone fucked you and then you're like responding as opposed to being like you're making out suddenly you're like one time like (laughs) if (laughs) he gives you like a prompt
0: it's like dipsy but you're doing it yourself it's like mental porn
2: yeah it's like what you in your it's like what you think about when you're like masturbating, but then mm-hmm. you have to say it out loud to another person while also
0: And it's not about them.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, dude. I hope you've got Adderall if you have ADHD.
0: Because I would be I would I I don't I don't have ADHD and I am uh, don't think that I'd be able to concentrate because there's a lot of things you gotta right. concentrate on. So like if I'm trying to get off, like, it seems like, to me, it seems like it's all mental stimulation for him to get off. And mm-hmm. then, like, I'm not able to and he's not, like, focusing on my own sexual things unless yeah. what you're telling him in these past stories are things that you would like done to you. And then he's listening and being an active It's call and response. Mm-hmm.
2: The options are endless. Like they I've are. never heard of this, but this I sounds neither. this like I think this could be really hot. I just mm-hmm. think that like I think the more comfortable you get, I'm yeah, I mean, I'll be like super honest. I think if you're not comfortable talking about sex with your boyfriend, like dirty this is like a form of dirty talk and this is also like you're not comfortable talking about your sex life with your boyfriend and then your boyfriend wants you to talk about your sex life with other people, I think mm-hmm. like a good practice would be to get more comfortable talking about sex as a whole because I think that this is this is like being comfortable talking about sex and like make it sexy yeah. and like don't feel uncomfortable in that way. And I think also if you feel really uncomfortable uh, and like create those boundaries for you because I think if you were raised really religious and this is something that you really like have felt a lot of shame around and you don't like, it can be hard to distinguish between, okay, well, what is what is what I feel shame around? And what if, is it just like, and what is my history, my upbringing? And what is also just like me as an adult being like, not my favorite thing, like kind of makes me feel like I feel weird about it. And that's also okay. And mm-hmm. like, you can create those boundaries for yourself while still like breaking down like the whatever, like purity culture, however you were raised, you can break that down. And that doesn't mean that there are no boundaries. You're just creating new ones for you that are more applicable to like who you are as an adult. So I think the more that you can, Talk with your boyfriend about sex and even your friends like talk about your like sex with your friends and and maybe even if it's like I don't know, like maybe maybe listen to Dipsy, maybe listen to some sexy stories. Yeah. like get into that headspace and like surround your and I mean you listen to our podcast, which is very sex positive. but in if you seek out and consume sex positive content, I think that will make you feel more confident in talking about sex and therefore then talking about sex in a sexy manner. Yeah. And also, are you comfortable doing this regardless? Like, even if, if he's into it, you guys have been dating for a while, and if, if, this is, if this isn't a deal breaker for him, it's just, like, something that would turn him on, if it's something you're also not comfortable with, that's also okay. Like, yeah. it's also okay if you're like, I don't know, like, this doesn't, and try it out. That happens a lot. You just try it out, see if you enjoy it, and if it's not good, it's not good. Yeah.
0: Because if, if you're awkward doing it, then he's not going to want it anymore. Anything, <laughs> That's so. like the
2: epitome of dirty talk where it's like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll try. You try and you're like, give, give me the, the pee-pee, daddy. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that didn't, that didn't work. Yeah. That didn't yeah. work at all. Best of luck. Talking sexy. Um, would love an update. Let us know. And if, if you call back and like let us know if he gives you parameters, I think we could be more helpful in the specifics. Yeah. Agree. We love scripting dirty talk.
3: <laughs> On to the next. Hello, Megan and Melissa. I'm 20 years old and I'm calling from India. I've been with my boyfriend for the past 1.5 years and we have a problem in bed. And we're not able to have sex, as in penetration. I've never done penetration with anyone before and this would be my first and his too. We've been trying for almost as long as we've been dating, but his dick is just not able to get inside. Even during fingering, I can't get more than three fingers and we've even tried a lube. I'm not sure if this is a medical issue or a psychological issue of me getting stressed out or too nervous, but I come c- from quite a conservative space and I don't know who to approach about this. My boyfriend is really sweet about all of this and says it doesn't really matter what we do till we have fun. But I really want to experience this with him. Help, with you.
2: I mean, those are the two options. It's either medical or it is a psychological yeah. problem. I personally would... Go to a doc, like go to a gynecologist first, and see if it's uh, a medical, like if it's a physical medical problem. Because gynecologists, a good gynecologist, will also tell you if it's not a physical, like medical thing, they'll be like, "Oh, it's a psychological thing," and then from there, you can seek out a therapist. I have a friend, um, mm-hmm. who had i'm not even sure what the exact correct term is but she had just like an extra extra thick hymen and had to get it medically broken but it was the same exact same experience like she could like get fingered but like not really that much and like all of this other stuff and it wasn't it wasn't like extremely i mean it wasn't Mm -hmm. like comfortable but it was more just like her being like it doesn't like work like it just doesn't work at all and went to the doctor and they just medically broke it and it was fine and everything's totally fine now but i've also had friends who. It's the psychological aspect of it. And then it's like, oh, you're nervous. Um, And I think that like, because you guys have tried for so long, if it is a psychological thing, you just get into the habit. Like once something has gone the same way every single time, your mind just takes you down that path. It doesn't take you down the path of like it working because it's never worked before. So like you're kind of, it's like riding a bike, but like, not the right way. Like, it's just preconditioned to go the
0: other direction. hmm Neither her or her boyfriend have had penetrative sex before. And with the fingering, are you going straight for the fingering? Or are you preparing? Like, are you getting wet? Like, that would be my first question. Are you physically yourself getting turned on and wet? So, like... Take your time before the fingering even starts. Take your time. Um, and that could help you relax if it's like Mm -hmm. a psychological thing. So maybe like do some massaging before before any type of penetration, fingers included.
4: Um
0: I would like stick to just like arousal for like a good 30 minutes and see Mm -hmm. how your body responds to that. Um because I know like in the beginning, a lot of people do just go straight for fingering because they don't know that you need time to
2: <laughs> finger fucking yeah. blasting.
0: You don't, you need time for your body to adjust, especially if you haven't had any type of penetrative sex before.
2: Yeah. And lube is great and a total great thing, but it also does not make up for like your body being aroused because like mm-hmm. being wet is one part of your body being aroused but yeah, like it
0: has to it's a whole. like <laughs> it's a whole; it expands and things mm-hmm. and the more aroused like like you said being wet is just a part of it but like the more aroused you are then the more your body's gonna open up to be able to take anything the dick or a finger or even finger yeah
2: and I also think the the prolonged foreplay and all of that stuff. If you can kind of take out the end result, as like mm-hmm. just try as much as you can to kind of take that out. Because if the whole time for foreplay, you're thinking about, okay, this is just a means to get to this, and I need to be this, 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 and this. Your body and your mind aren't going to relax, mm-hmm. and that's. That's like you You need both of those things to enjoy it. So if you can just like enjoy it, enjoy it. I would also I don't know if he had like if you've if he's ever made you come from like any other thing, but that will like very much make your body relax. And if you're able to get to that point without penetration, like if you've had an orgasm without penetration, if you guys have tried to then have penetrative sex after that, like your body is so much more relaxed. But if you've tried all of that stuff, 100% go to a gynecologist. Like, they hear yeah. that stuff all the... Like, it's such mm-hmm. a common thing. They hear it all the time. It's... It, there's no, like, shame and weirdness of it. And also, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, no, everything medically fine. Like, that's just on you. Like, they'll talk to you about the psychological implications, like, the psychological effects Hopefully. that this
0: could have. Hopefully. She's not in the U.S., so...
2: Well, fingers fingers crossed. And if they don't, then there's fingers a lot of, like... Google. Googling... <laughs> But yeah, I've got, I've got like high, I mean, I've got like high hopes for you. This is so much more um common than people talk about on both mm-hmm. sides of it. So if anybody has any experience too and like, wants to like talk about it in the comments, that would be amazing. I'm sure it would be really helpful.
0: Also, we've recommended this a lot. She comes first.
2: Yes, that's true. We want to make sure he's not, like, disc jockeying on your clip.
4: Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm going to cut straight to the chase. I'm a cisgender female. I identify as straight, Aries sun, Pisces moon, and also an empath. I know I'm a mess. My boyfriend of almost five years is a very Virgo Libra cusp, but very, very, very Virgo. We're in our mid-20s. Quick background. He's had a rough past and has the complete opposite experience than me in almost every way, but we both agree that our relationship is near perfect. Let me paint a quick picture of the issue. So imagine you're in a bad place in 2016 and you meet this boy who's also not in a great place mentally, um, just in whatever situation that we're in. And y'all start off as friends with benefits and then it becomes a full-blown four-and-a-half-year relationship, um, monogamous. So the issue is that since 2016, you've known from the very beginning that he's wanted a polyamorous relationship, and that that's his deal breaker. Um, so specifically, two guy, oh, sorry, two girls, one guy. Um, not in a misogynistic way, but he's always seen himself with two. But you half-heartedly agreed to it in 2016, thinking that he was joking and that you'd be able to fulfill whatever he void he's missing from wanting a second, and that you know maybe it was just like. A fleeting thing so fast forward to now. I don't know what the fuck to do because if I stay I'm going to have to live with the reality that we us me and him are going to have to be Seeking another female to join our very serious relationship. Otherwise, he will you know, break up with me and then go and find somebody else who's okay with that because that is his deal breaker. So I'm trying to have his kids before I'm 31 because we've already been together for like four and a half years and he hasn't proposed yet, but marriage is in our future as we have already talked about it. So I'm like, what do I do? Cause I can't see myself without him. So, um, do I like try this? Like I'm straight and I just don't, know how this is gonna work okay yeah thanks okay bye fuck dude
2: yeah i'm confused how if this is a deal breaker for him that you guys have been together monogamous for four and a half years agree because i don't think i don't think that's fair to you at all i don't think it's fair to say oh i have a deal breaker and then four and a
0: half years in (sighs) it hasn't been broken
2: that's the thing it's like it's it's, it's as if he's saying it like oh no my deal breaker is like marriage like i have to like once i'm married this is going to kick in Mm -hmm. so like that's the thing i think it sounds like that's the part that's like weird to me because yes you agreed to it but like there isn't a third person in your relationship yeah so and has he just said like now like
0: oh yeah it's the time or i'm breaking up with you right and also like if you're going to be polyamorous like it should be mutually comfortable like you shouldn't have to change who you are to uh satiate somebody else's needs um and also as far as i know like
2: polyamorous relationships they're like you said like it's a two-way street so like i would assume and i'm not educated on this uh from a personal experience at all and only like through like proxy of friends and also their experiences and everybody's but that like from my friends who've been in polyamorous relationships the the turn on is also your partner and that other like Mm -hmm. and like your your partner being into it too so you not being into it in my friends cases would have then be like oh this won't i'm not getting the saddest like it's not fulfilling what i want need because you're not into it and that's Mm -hmm. a part of it
0: has he been in a poly relationship before and yeah i when it did he bring it up recently and he's like we're not getting married unless we start being polyamorous like i i don't understand yeah it just doesn't seem like considerate of
2: it seems like he talked to this big game and then didn't follow through with any Mm -hmm. of it. And then four and a half years later is like bringing it back up. And yeah,
0: it's like, it's like he had the, when you guys were first starting your hookup, he just had this idea in his head. Like, it would be cool to be in a relationship and then you guys got settled and it never came up again. And now he's like, we're four and a half years in and maybe he's like, thinking like yeah I want to get married but like I want to try out this thing and see if it works before we actually get married or that you're like in like a relationship slump yeah you said you guys have like a near perfect relationship but if it isn't the relationship that you both had set up in your minds then how is it perfect
2: Yeah. And I think the part that confuses me is like initially when you had said uh, that, like, I was hoping I could fill whatever void it was like my initial Mm -hmm. reaction was like, okay, well, that's not like that's that's so not how polyamorous relationships work. But then when you had said that it had been just you two this whole time and then him Mm -hmm. bringing that up and I was like, oh, of course you fucking feel like that because he's made like you were enough and this never came back up again. And then now it's coming and it's like, oh, shit, how can I what can I do? How can I fix this? And I don't think it's fair at all to put that out there. And then, I mean, you agree again, you, you agreed to a hypothetical that never came to fruition. And I think if this was a huge deal breaker for him, how in the world can he expect to like, how can he uphold the fact that it's a deal breaker? If it, if it if it didn't go into practice because truthfully you've I mean you've never been in a polyamorous relationship
0: and you've never even been with a woman and that's the type of relationship he wants
2: and he also doesn't he knows that and like you saying like yeah I could do that you're and then you guys don't put that into practice and then it's like okay well four and a half years later you guys put that into practice and you don't like it what's he gonna say like how does how did he have in good conscience and faith to be like okay cool yeah I'll date this girl for four and a half years And take her word for it that, like, eventually, whenever I decide that I want to do this, that she's going to be totally game for it and it'll be fine. Because that, to me, also just is, like, it doesn't seem that he's, I don't know, it sounds fucked up, but he's, like, really caring about you in that sense. Because, or protecting that your relationship with him, because he's not, like, he dove headfirst into something and never once... Yeah, n- like, just took your word for something and then never
0: put it into practice. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't to me either. I honestly think he's, like, might be getting a little, like, cold fetish for, like, marriage or something. And then he brought this up as, like, a let's try this out type of
2: thing. Yeah. That's so, oh, my God, it would be. I would I would be like, and all, and I and I think and I'm sure that you would keep going back to be like, well, I agreed to it. Like, oh, I agreed, Like you agreed to a hypothetical mm-hmm. four and a half years ago. And when then it never think, happened. And it was
0: just you guys hooking up at that point. It wasn't even you guys in a relationship.
2: And 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 then like from there, if like right then he brought somebody else into the relationship and you weren't into it, you would have been able to dip without yeah. this all of these fucking feelings and the whole life mm-hmm. you've built together. Yeah. It just I'll feels agree. like kind of manipulative
0: yeah
2: okay we're gonna be
3: right back after our break we talk a lot about physical health and mental health but what about sexual health Whether you hit the gym, take a walk, or meditate, if you want to take care of your whole self, you need to prioritize your pleasure along with your body and mind. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. These stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. There's something for everyone, whatever and whatever you're into. They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. You can find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot, steamy stranger, or even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. Ooh, kinky, into that. The wellness sessions can also help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner. Now, Melissa, you love Dipsy, right?
0: I do. For me, mental health and sexual health go hand in hand. And as someone that leads a very stressful life, Dipsy is one of those things that I go to when I need to decompress. I really love the stories themselves. I think the writers do an excellent job. I think the readers, actors do a great job. And for me, I often go back to the very first story that I listened to called Video Play. I think it's hot and it is... A great way for me to chill out and relax and have a little me time.
3: And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash blame. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsea slash blame. Stories.com/blame. Dipsystories.com slash blame. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. Care of's in-depth five-minute online quiz makes it easy. Simply answer some questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns, and Care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements to address your specific wellness goals. Their new skin and hair collection helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. You can follow Care of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. The recommendations come in daily individual wrap packs that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And Karov's products are formulated with good for you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. I am a huge fan of Karov, I've been a fan for a while. My new package is on its way right now. And um, some of the vitamins that I have in mind, magnesium, huge fan, really helps with my stress. Uh, I also love the B-Complex. That's also super important to me. Antioxidants are also super important to me, but I am just a massive fan. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code DON'TBLAME50. That's TakeCareOf.com and code DON'TBLAME50 for 50% off your first Care-of order. Don't Blame Me with Beg and Rinks is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. We are in extraordinary times, and if you are struggling with stress, anxiety, or depression, hello, me too, you are not alone. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and help. BetterHelp counselors specialize in many areas, including relationship conflict, anxiety, depression, loss, trauma, and more. You'll securely connect with your counselor in a safe, confidential online environment. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor in under 48 hours. It's super, super convenient. You can easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, and you can exchange unlimited text messages. If for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. You guys know we are so pro-therapy here I Don't Blame Me, and BetterHelp is an amazing way for you to have therapy at, at your fingertips. It's incredibly convenient, and especially the times that we're in. There's no excuse, guys. We all need it. I mean, I definitely know that this whole time has made me need therapy and appreciate it even more. BetterHelp is an affordable option, and our listeners get ten percent off your first month with the discount code BLAME. Join the over one million people already using BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all fifty states. Get started today at BetterHelp.com/blame. That's better, H E L P dot com/blame. Talk to therapists online and get help.
5: We're back. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling in because I have a relationship issue I could use some advice on. First, the background. I'm 29 years old and my pronouns are she, her. I've been with my spouse for 12 years and we've been married for eight. We got together as teenagers under some, well, unusual circumstances. We grew up in a cult. This led to us being raised with some very warped views on gender roles, relationships, and sexuality. However, we were able to get out of that environment right after we got married and have been slowly healing and untangling the brainwashing we endured in our formative years. Our relationship has always been overall very loving and strong, especially considering the context we started in. We were each other's first for just about everything, and we broke all kinds of rules about being alone together and engaging in sexual activity before we were married. It wasn't until after the wedding that we were able to break free of the toxic environment we were in, and we now live over a thousand miles away from those people, including our families. So here's the issue. Back when we started dating, my partner and I both confessed to each other that we watched porn and masturbated, which we felt terribly guilty about as it was absolutely against the rules we grew up with. We both stopped when we first started having sex together, but over the years we've been married, I now know that my partner has continued to masturbate to porn, even though we have always had sex regularly. This habit was a secret for me for a long time, but a few months ago, my partner confessed this habit as part of a larger journey of being more open and vulnerable that we've been going on together. Our views on porn and masturbation and sex in general have drastically changed since we left the cult. I even initiated watching porn together on and off for, for a few months now. I really want to reframe it from a shame-filled thing to something we can enjoy together. But I will admit that when they originally confessed to me that they had been continuing to watch porn and masturbate, I was hurt. We talked about it and I asked if they Please come—I asked that they please come to me first if they felt horny, or at least let me know if it wasn't—so that it wasn't a secret kind of thing. They agreed, and everything was good. However, last week, it came out that they continued to still watch porn and masturbate behind my back. It seems like this is mostly happening while I'm asleep or busy, but the fact that they're doing this while I'm home instead of waiting or coming to me first to at least give me the opportunity to have sex with them really hurts." I'm having a hard time figuring out if this is a situation where my hurt feelings are warranted or if my upbringing is clouding my judgment and I'm just creating an unrealistic situation for my partner. I know they feel terrible about hurting me and it's clear that the shame and guilt that we grew up with is still present for them about this. We're trying to find a couple's therapist, but it's been difficult to find someone suitable for various reasons. I do plan on discussing this in therapy, but if you have any advice for me on whether I'm being reasonable and if not, how to quell the feelings of suspicion and jealousy I have about all this, that would really help. Thanks
2: what a fucking interesting like origin story i'm up i mean i'm not obsessed with cults i don't want to say that and like i romanticize them in kind of way but i also fuck what is the one that i grew up near what's the one remember the one that the netflix documentary where they all wore orange uh everybody's screaming in the comments unless they're listening to this yeah I so i grew up right near that and like my parents knew people in that cult so like i and i mean my parents were not my parents my, my, i tell my dad definitely could have had a cult like i was like are you sure you were never in a cult and he was like well i would have run one but i didn't but so <laughs> i have been so informed about cults like my whole life because when you grow up near one and like families are being like yo Stay
6: when you see from this that. Mm-hmm. yeah so
2: i've always been so fascinated by them Um. First of all, so happy for you guys that you were able for both of you that you were able to get out of this and have a great relationship mm-hmm. and move away from all of that. I'm so sorry that you've got family who are still a part of it that are not in your life and all of the stuff that you've had to deal with coming out of it. But it's such like a huge accomplishment to break away from that kind of psychological manipulation. Um, This is tough because I think I never want to say someone's feelings aren't valid at all. And especially when it comes to people who have like shame and jealousy when it comes to porn, our advice usually is first talk to your partner and ask them if they would be okay, like letting you know when they're going to like and, and then giving you the opportunity to have sex with them. And you've already done that with your partner and they've still kind of gone behind your back to do it. And I think the thing, and the question is here I don't want to tell you how you feel. I think, I think the thing that might be what you're dealing with and the emotion might be a more along the lines of the hiding it. And yeah, 100%. when you, when you hide something, it means, and it, 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 it yeah, it means that there's something to hide.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that can feel, odd, especially when you're both on this journey to like not have shame around sex and all of this stuff. And then you asking to keep the line of communication open and like talk to to me about it when you're going to go do that. And then they're not. And then that makes you think, okay, they're not talking about it. And they said they were going to when they do that. So then they're not doing that. And then they're still going behind your back and doing it. I... If I was going to make like a grand assumption is that maybe the content, the specific content of the porn that your partner is watching, they're feeling shame around the kind of porn that they're watching and that maybe it's maybe it's not super vanilla and it's something that they they are unpacking their own shame when it comes to sex and masturbating. But maybe this feels like too big of a mountain to unpack. And it feels like a them problem. Like, oh, this is on me. I'm ashamed. Not be not just because I'm like, I'm already ashamed uh, and working through like masturbating and all of that. But I'm even more ashamed because like what turns me on or what I'm into in this way. And I think if you can reframe it in the conversation with them of being like, I'm, I like, we're both working through this that this journey of unlearning what everything we learned about sex growing up. And I know I had previously said that I would love if you can include me in it. There are some things that like, I think that's like, it's a great idea to have your partner include you in masturbation, but also sometimes like you just want to do it by your, yourself and solo. And that doesn't mean that they're choosing that over you. And I think if you can then if there can be more of an open conversation about like, okay, well, what kind of like why why do you not feel comfortable talking to me about it? Like what is what is what is all of the stuff there behind that? And then let them know that what what has hurt my feelings is we're already unlearning all of this stuff. And now you are hiding this still and that makes me worried
0: like what is it what because and like what else could he be hiding
2: exactly and like it, it is indicative to like a bigger issue and that becomes something and people in general, will, in relationships, hide things to spare someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. But hiding, th- that doesn't spare your feelings. And right. if you like, if I know what it is, then I can, if I'm informed, I can make decisions. And if I'm not informed, my mind is going to go a million miles per minute. And I'm going to come up with the worst case scenario, all of this sort of stuff. And it sends you into a spiral. So if you can have the information and be informed, then you can process it. But if you don't have it, it's not helping you
0: at all. Um I think that um the fact that they are hiding it um is what is upsetting you the most because you don't know what is going on in their um wh- like I said before what else they might be hiding or lying about. Um yeah, I think it's it's just figuring out like Megan said talking to to them about um what why they feel like they need to hide it yeah yeah
2: i think a therapist would be also great and i would say books too i know that you said that it was hard to find a therapist for like various reasons Yeah, i
0: mean you've got cults you've got escaping this cult you've got sexual Mm -hmm. um yeah why can't i find yeah but sexual shame sex shame Mm -hmm. That's mm-hmm. what, that's what I was looking for,
2: and I'm sh- sure there's other parts of your life that you didn't like disclose in the call that make it yeah. difficult. So I would also urge um, books and 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 yeah. trying to take in as much content as you can
0: from like sex positive sort and of things, support and- groups too. Maybe like there's like support groups for people that have escaped cults as mm-hmm. well.
2: And I think you might need to kind of scrapbook it all together. Like yeah. I don't know if you're going to find a book about escaping occult and like sex shame and mm-hmm. masturbation and porn and i think if you can seek out like uplifting empowering and positive sex positive sources along with like leaving cult sources i think you can put together your own like library of really helpful information yeah yeah and as long as your partner's being honest with you i think that'll make it a lot easier because that's the whole thing when you're questioning like oh are my feelings valid to me that just screams that like you don't have enough information to know any like to be like are my feelings like what the fuck am i like it's just yeah you don't have enough to go off of to kind of recognize or like pinpoint your feelings either yeah honesty is the best policy on to the
1: next hey um megan melissa and special guest so, this is really freaking nuts, but um, my fiance has his dad and his stepmom who are absolutely insane when we first got together. My fiance was going through all this stuff with him, trying to get his dad out of his out of their house because the stepmom was trying to poison him and kill him. Um, while he was going through radiation for cancer treatment. And, I mean, I had heard she was crazy, but I really hadn't been around her that much until this recent Christmas, um, which that I got a new computer, and I just was setting everything up at their house. Um, well, I didn't get the computer from them. I got it from my parents, but I was setting everything up at their house, and... Somehow she got in her head that I hacked all her information and I was using it to spy on her and her husband and her boyfriend because she has a boyfriend too that she has an apartment with. But anyway, um, and she tells my fiance's dad about that. And he, I don't know if he believed it or not, but he called my fiance and he said, hey. I just want you to know um she thinks that your fiance me she thinks that I'm hacking her and I'm looking at all of her information and she doesn't want her around anymore um which I was like whatever and then a few weeks later she calls me the stepmom calls me and tells me how her niece, who actually I'm good friends with, um, said that I was fat, ugly, rude, mean, piece of trash, all this stuff, which I was like, there's no way, like, I'm friends with her. So I called, we got off the phone, I called the cousin, the cousin starts laughing, and she was like, I wasn't going to say anything. But a couple weeks ago, she called me and said that you told me I was disgusting, I hated you, like, I never want to talk to you again, and everything like that. And so then I called the stepmom and I said, hey, I just think this is really odd. And I was like, really being really nice. But I was just like, hey, I think this is really odd. And she just says, oh, my gosh, baby, we need to talk about this. We need to love on each other. And now my fiance wants to go and have a sit down. I don't really want to, but it's his dad and his dad has cancer and is about to die. So I feel really bad. So please let me know how to go about this situation. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. I fucking love y'all. I mean,
0: this. This she's unstable.
1: Yeah, she's dealing
0: with
2: some. This is. These are mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, truthfully, I, I would have a sit down and talk. I think what's also really important is I would collect all of the stuff that you have, and I would. Sit down with your boyfriend in a really like loving way. Explain that the stuff that she is doing and the things that she said have are indicative of a bigger mental health issue and if mm-hmm. she is if she is the like soul like and figure out where she lies and what she's gonna get in his dad's will and if she has control over his That's true his stuff. And not that she shouldn't get anything, but more along the lines of... She tried to kill him, though. That's what I mean. But I mean in the sense that, like, if there's a way that, like... Because, like... If you're if his dad if he like that's not like completely if he's still so in love with her and like this is let's not ruin the last however long he has left on earth. It's about making him like happy and comfortable, but also making sure that she doesn't have the power to do anything that her that her husband like his your boyfriend's dad is not comfortable with and that she wouldn't have control over like family heirlooms and childhood things that your boyfriend and like his if he has siblings or the rest of the family has like a sentimental re- like response to that. Whatever she's getting, if she's getting anything in the will, is su- some that they're comfortable with. And I think it's really, 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 really hard for people who um like y- your your boyfriend. He doesn't. He does, and, and maybe he he knows that this woman is not all there. But truthfully, I'm I would assume too. He doesn't want to believe that she's absolutely awful because then that. That's scary. That's scary to think that at the end of your dad's life and all of this sort of stuff that like things haven't gotten better and she's got all this kind of stuff and he might just want to kind of power through and not really think about it in that sense Mm -hmm. and kind of trying. Because it sounds like this meeting with her is to tie up loose ends and is to kind of like get you guys on the same and have there be no animosity between you and her. And... I think what it needs to be is like, and then have talk to him about it and be like, okay, I can do that. I can be pleasant. We can say that there's no animosity between me and her, but I, we need to make sure that your dad's protected and mm -hmm. like your family stuff is protected because I will do that. I will adhere by pleasantries for the sake of your dad and for the sake of you. But this isn't a, her disagreeing and not getting along well with me thing. Like this is something that we've already seen us like seeped into like your dad's well being. And we need to make sure that he is protected for the rest of however long he has left, Mm -hmm. and that his possessions, his like heirlooms, legacy is also protected
0: from her. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Ooh, what? What an odd situation with the poisoning. Like why was it happening one and then two why is she still around if she was trying to poison the dad and then also what did she think you were spying on her for i mean i think
2: she's she's fully sounds just like that's it's paranoia i am curious though about the poisoning thing in the sense that like how did you guys find
0: out what does, was it?
2: Yeah, how was she doing it? Like how is did she it still
0: around mm-hmm. because she takes care of your dad but like also she was trying to get rid of him. So like like you were talking about the will. Like yeah. what does she, what is she getting in the will? Mhm. And why didn't it work? Like how did I mean, usually when people are poisoning somebody, mm-hmm. they do a little bit at a time so then you can't trace it back
2: yeah that's true and then yeah i'm i'm but i'm also curious if it was definitive that she was doing it because like if she's still in the picture how like how like how yeah. If this was something that you guys it was a fact that she was doing it you know it
0: like how i i'm just
3: curious why? how
1: yeah how and like, why
0: yeah oh but i mean just not press unless it's the thing where the dad just doesn't have that long left and he wants her in life. Like, did, does he know? That's, I would, it makes me
2: think that no, that he yeah. might not know. But at the end of the day, I think if you can treat her like, if you can just give her like a wide fucking birth and just like, don't treat her. And I say this is someone with mental health problems, but like, you need to treat her like somebody who is untreated and undiagnosed with a lot of other issues that like have nothing to do with you and you're getting roped into them and she's pulling you into it but it really has nothing to do with you as a person and if you can kind of take a step back and look at that bigger picture of it um
0: just make sure that she's not manipulating you when you have a sit-down meeting
2: yeah And I would just appease her and, -hmm. like, just kind of, like, be like, okay, yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think it's worth a fight with her because she does sound like she's paranoid and she's not thinking or speaking or doing things rationally. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's anything you could say that would get through to her. I think it's just about ask your boyfriend, like, what do you want out of this? How do you want me? How do you what do you want this end conclusion to be? And I will do that. Yeah. Good God. That's insane. But, um, I would, we would love to have an update on this and let us know. Um, and yeah, do some meditating before you have that sit down with her. Mm -hmm. You can do Martyr Megan, which is what it was called when I would just be agreeable.
0: Oh, I was like, what is that?
2: No, it's just me being agreeable. (laughs) It's hard to imagine. I don't do that anymore. Um, Well, tits. Do we have another one? Don't blame
0: them. Okay. What episode is this one from? This is someone responding to a call from season six, episode six, where the original caller called in about wanting her boyfriend to lose weight because he had a dad bod.
3: Yeah. Remember that? I
6: remember that. Mm -hmm. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling about the episode where the caller's boyfriend had gained weight. And I just wanted to throw in my opinion, having been in a similar situation except the reverse. So when my ex and I started dating, I was 17 and he was 19. I'm 21 now. But we were both in pretty good shape. But over the first year of our relationship, we both gained quite a bit of weight. I never said anything to him because it didn't really matter to me, but he would bring up how chubby I had gotten fairly often. So I started working out and I got back into shape, probably the best shape I'd ever been in, but it didn't solve anything in our relationship because then he'd say that he liked me better before I had started working out. The thing is, it was never really about my weight, which is why I didn't fix anything in our relationship was because he had this idealized version of who he wanted me to be in his head. And as a relationship progressed and I didn't fall in line with what he had in his head, it was just easier for him to blame his lack of attraction to me on my size rather than admit that he just didn't like me or my personality. And just by the way the caller spoke, it sounds very similar to how he spoke, so I feel like this is a similar situation, and they just need to end the relationship, and uh, the caller needs to reevaluate what she wants in a partner beyond just looks. Um, Thanks, love the podcast, and I'm over to go, by the way. Thanks, bye.
2: Well, okay, you did not um, say the most important part of this is that your ex-boyfriend is trash. like.
1: I, I think
0: she's moved past that. Oh, yeah. But, no, she, yeah. this isn't but evolved. Is, yes. You are like a, you are
2: like, you are an iPhone X. You are fucking, you are so evolved. Um, But yeah, it's, it is such a, God, I can't even like, but like imagine hearing that from a partner and then taking it, working out, losing weight and then like, oh my God.
0: Yeah, it's just a, a a mental thing. It's a mental game that somebody plays when they're not happy with themselves or in the relationship. And so they try to pick out something that they know that you're sensitive about or something that may be perceived as a flaw and then go after it. Because he knew that in this situation, he knew that whatever he said to you pertaining to your weight was going to... Affect you because he said he liked you and he was making fun of you or picking on you about when you gained weight and then when you lost the weight, then he still wasn't happy. It's just like something that he knew that he could use to manipulate you.
2: Yeah, it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. It's like um, it's also like I also think that like thinking on it more, it's also just kind of some like
0: weird god complex too. Yeah, like so like I can control what she thinks about what she looks like. So I say that I liked her better when she had a little bit more weight on her. But she goes and um gains, gains weight. And then um when she gains weight, say that she that you liked her better when she was smaller. So it's just, it's just a game that people mm-hmm. that aren't happy with themselves are gonna play. With. So I'm glad that you broke the cycle and realized that you'd never make him happy, and mm-hmm. it's not your job to make him happy anyway
2: and no one no one will make a person who has that mindset no one will make them happy exactly and it's not like a oh I'm not the right person for them
0: mm-hmm.
2: there it's a them issue, and yeah. like it's not there's nobody. It's not like, oh okay, well they're better suited for somebody else. It's like, no, they're going to they have to figure they have to fix their own shit or they're mm-hmm. going to go through this in every every fucking relationship. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, ugh. I was very happy though to see um a lot of comments and like response from that episode of people who were uh, I mean, obviously the ones people who are like, we love when people agree with us. It's great. Um, mm-hmm. But the ones that like really like made me feel really great were the people who are like, I've definitely like been not to this extent, but guilty of kind of saying things and not realizing how they might come across to my partner and like I do value their like I value them as for who they are and like I'm putting my own insecurities on them about like my own like body image issues or I have never really thought about like ableism and like health as like I've always thought of it like this this thing that you have to do this to be healthy and all of these sort of things and that like health is I never thought of health as a privilege and people who've like one once person had, uh, I think, either messaged or commented or said something. Maybe it was on the Facebook group that they then had like a, a conversation with like their boyfriend mm-hmm. and was like, I just like want to apologize. Like I want to like, let you know how much like, I love you. And like I didn't realize that these things that I said, like when I heard someone else say something to a far bigger extreme, like I realized like how fucking awful that is. And it was mm-hmm. that made me so happy because it's such a. Yeah, I don't think people really think of, like, how inundated, especially, like, body shaming is in, like, our society that, like, it's so normalized that we don't think of it as shaming because, Mm -hmm. like, it's just kind of the norm. Um, And I did also laugh at uh, the people who, like, were siding with her. I've, like, found this subset of people, like, when people get upset about something like that.
0: um, It's because they have
3: that belief
2: because that's you and you feel Mm -hmm. attacked and threatened and i've had that when i like put someone on blast. i didn't even put them fully on blast i didn't show their username but someone who like wouldn't apologize like i had asked for an apology for some for force for something over a dm and i had posted it to my story because it was just like a saga that went on for a whole fucking like day and a half um and they said i'm sorry if you felt like I was attacking you and <laughs> I posted it and I was like with like the link of being like how to apologize and people were like they did say sorry and I was like oh I feel fucking nope. bad for your friends because that's you how you apologize a, you
0: can't have a qualifier when you make mm-hmm. an apology because mm-hmm. it means that you don't actually believe it
2: but when it comes to this kind of stuff and then people get like so ups- like very much like upset upset and I think that like there are things that like there are certain, like, topics uh, or calls that we have that are, like, definitely d- more divisive, but there are things that, like, are not our opinion. They're just, like, fact, Like, yeah. like racism. Like, that's just, like, a fact. And if you're feeling attacked or threatened, like, or uh, by any of that sort of stuff, that's, like, take that for a minute to fucking reflect. And the villains don't need you to sympathize with them.
0: No. And it's... Also, it just kills me when people call in and they say things like or not call in, they never call in to say this, but it's when the people that comment and they're Mm -hmm. like um, saying things that they, like how they don't agree with us and we need to be like nicer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, people are calling in for our opinion. We're not here to give a blanket statement about anything. They want to hear specifically what we think. And it's never the people that are calling in that get angry with us. It's other people.
2: Some of the calls that we've had where we've gone fucking in, mm-hmm. we get the most messages afterwards of being yeah. like, "That's what I needed to hear," mm-hmm. and also, that's
0: why they call they call us because if they just wanted to hear a blanket statement, they'd go ask a friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, I would say
2: I we've had some people who've like compared older episodes, advice we've given that's been like similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's definitely like this whole it's an involvement and like a journey right. for like us like going through all of this. Mm-hmm. And there's like things like when I forget what episode it was, but like talking about like STDs, and I referred to them as like clean versus dirty, and you were like you corrected me on it, and I was like, oh cool. So like we shift our not our stances, but like we shift like we we we, we get educated, and we learn more. But I would also urge people too that like the same thing you said it ties back to the blanket statement like. Every single call is different, mm-hmm. like every single call. So we there had a might call be
0: little like nuances that make it different for what kind of advice. Mm-hmm.
2: Give. We had a call. I forget who it was uh, with Lindsay, I think, from the almost like 30 podcast. And It was like somewhat similar, like this girl, uh, her boyfriend had gained weight. But like I listened to the calls back to back after someone commented. And that's why we also use phone calls, because you can tell in someone's inflection and in their voice and their tone and the specific words that they're saying, like It's not all a topic. We're not Mm -hmm. giving advice on a topic. We're giving advice on like a specific instance, circumstance. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It also made me happy to see uh, that people, um, I mean, I also again, like I said, I love when people would agree with us, but I also really like when um, someone can feel seen in a call and then go to the comments and it's also reflected and it's not just Mm -hmm. us saying one thing and everybody else like disagreeing in the comments as like we're, advocating for like like body positivity body neutrality like not like not body shaming and it made me happy to be like to see that that was also reflected in the comments for people who felt seen and empowered as everyone should be Mm -hmm. so it's a good it's it's a good good fucking time yeah but yeah I guess that's it for our episode. If it. you guys want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at Meganpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram. Um also everyone. I was just about to say <laughs> everyone needs to follow us on Twitter. She's back <laughs> on her Twitter game, and she is back <laughs> strong, everybody. Um, please follow. It is like you're always obviously an Aquarius, but if you've ever wanted to see an Aquarius in their element, find the Aquarius on Twitter. <laughs> like, it is just like, it is, it is, it makes me laugh so hard and I just, I live for it. Um, we're also on Instagram. If you want to follow the podcast on Instagram and our own individual Instagrams, what show would you like to promote from
0: your um, podcast catalog? Um, So I have a a new podcast that should be coming out really, really soon. Um, It's called Never Sleep Alone with Dr. Alex Schiller. Not a real doctor. Um, It's all about sex, 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 sex. So we've had we had an episode about anal that's so big and long that we broke it into two episodes. And what Megan just if you're watching the video, what she just did, we haven't expert on that in the uh second episode uh in the second uh anal episode we've got an episode on female orgasm we've got one on non-monogamy so uh just think about like the sex calls that we have here but we bring experts on doctors and people that work in like the sex entertainment industry and Just people that have uh, experience. Also, we have this thing called the Spank Bank where people, we have a few people that uh, have just called in and told us about their experience or calls. And they get to listen to the episode live and then contribute to the conversation. So that's a good time. I love that. And um... we had actually, there's been a couple people that listen to the show that have been in the Spank Bank. So oh. thank you guys for participating.
2: Fucking here for it, but where? Mm-hmm. How
0: can they go? Part- what? What's the?
2: So you just link um, it in the show
0: notes. Yeah, I can link it in the show notes, um, and then you can follow um, Never Sleep Alone on Instagram, and we've got like the phone number and everything on that Instagram. Hell yeah! yeah.
2: Um, is that it? That's by my book, by my presets. What, mm-hmm. Wait, what day does this episode
0: come out? Do we know? Or what month? It's not. This Monday, but the Monday after that, so it will be. Is it almost? Is it my day before my birthday?
3: The third.
2: Not (laughs) this. Oh my god! It is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Is my birthday, everybody? Um, I'm gonna need so much attention and like because I'm, I'm a Leo and I'm celebrating it in quarantine, and it's just not a good time. So if you guys could, you know, send me nice birthday messages, tell you me know, I'm great.
0: We're like better off than we were last year, though, because of oh my god, your, your seizure! <laughs> <laughs> oh my so- god,
2: how insane is it that in the middle of a fucking pandemic? I am still have better footing than I did last year for my birthday. Wow, that is such a good way to look at it. I never even
0: thought about it. I mean, last year we were like planning to go to Disneyland. Uh huh. Now Disneyland is just like Corona. Uh, Like if they could have like random breakouts of random diseases that should be cured by now all the time. So why do they think that coronavirus is like the time where they should be living it up at Disneyland? Also, oh, you have
2: it. to like socially distant. Have you seen the fi- pictures and videos of people see, like online? You have to socially
0: distance, and also <laughs> not just that. But now they're not. If you're going to eat, you can't walk around eating. You have to sit down and eat. Like, like why? Why? It, it's not that that does not make for the happiest place on earth. Just sit your ass at home. Put on one of those roller coaster videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. You can watch all the. You can watch Disney Plus. Like. Stay your ass at home. That's that's all I gotta say.
2: It's like going to Disneyland in the middle of, middle of a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, it's yeah. not the same. like no. Just just stay. Just yeah. wait. Like you want to be like you want to look like you're in the beginning of a Final Destination movie. Actually, I've never seen those, but like you're in a fucking Neither like post post apocalyptic oh, movie that yeah. you're like, oh, like Disneyland is eerily creepy. Like fuck that. The only not the happiest.
0: The only thing that I would want to do at Disneyland at this time is. To be one of the people inside a costume because you're the most protected. But they've also, like, I feel like you only can have your one costume. Like, you can't share costumes. Oh know? my God. You're so right. Oh, I wonder if they're having to wear masks under their costumes, too. I mean, they don't talk anyway. So, no, but there's like, it's mesh. I know like, the, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. That's what so, I'm like, saying. They don't spit talk, droplets. So. What it doesn't if they're wearing a mask, you won't be, really be able to see it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. god. Yeah, you don't go to Disneyland. Wow, you really reframed my whole birthday for me because last year it was I had the FOMO, like every mm-hmm. like the whole world was going on, and I was you know had a seizure, and like it was a stressful time, and now everything's everything stopped. So, that is a lot. It is a lot better, but it is a it's a very odd, a very odd time to like figure out how to how to do a birthday Mm -hmm. through all of this.
0: That's it. That's it. Thank you guys for watching.
2: Oh, don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel guys. We've been getting more or maybe not for the, the, I mean the first episode we posted, we got more views than we do have subscribers. And, um, a lot of people were also still confused about Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I can't find them. Turn on notifications for this channel. It's not going up on both. It's just going up on this one. So,
0: Subscribe, please. woo Okay, goodbye!